Welcome to Outlaw Sports Entertainment Podcast. We're talking about the road to backlash, and we're also talking about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Welcome to Whispering Eagle and your host, the Outlaw, Michael Tomzik. We hope you enjoy our podcast being brought to you by Anchor, by the way, where you can podcast anywhere on your phone, your cell phone, your computer. You can also send it out to like Shopify all over the internet. I send it out to Facebook. You guys can go on my webpage, www.mtomsick.com. Whispering Eagle and I, we're going to kind of do a round one, round two, round three, round four today. So let's kick it off. Well, let's talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. And we're talking about a lot of rumors. Whispering Eagle, let's talk about a few of the rumors first. So I'm getting a lot of complaints or seeing a lot of complaints online through news and what I've been seeing and what has been reported is that uh, the COVID-19 virus may be affecting the WWE superstars more than what they're leading on. The rumor is, is that the COVID has infiltrated into the, some of the WWE superstars. The WWE has not released the list of names in this, but as you and I both watched Monday Night Raw, it was quite a light show. And so what are your thoughts on this, Whispering Eagle? What do you think? Is, is the WWE finally having some issues with COVID-19? I think they are. Or they're um, with Charlotte Flair actually coming off of uh, about of uh, COVID-19. I don't know. I think they should. I think. WWE may be uh, feeling the pinch of the COVID-19 not being, um, not allowing them to bring in the, the money that they were, that they should be bringing in. Well, we were talking about this earlier too, so we'll bring this up. Before we get into where we think the matches are going headed towards uh, Backlash on May 16th, let's talk a little bit about financial situation for the WWE. So, as I was explaining to you earlier, so I looked up WWE stock price today. It was sitting at $57. Um, a while back ago here, the WWE, this is right before all the COVID-19 stuff happened. WWE was on a windfall, man. They signed a contract with Fox. They signed a contract with USA. They brought uh, moved SmackDown to, to Fox on Friday nights. They moved NXT to Wednesday, but now it's been moved to Tuesday. And then, of course, they have the flagship show Monday. But they have not... WrestleMania was the first live event where they sold tickets in almost a year. And I think financially it has hurt WWE because, one, right before all this happened, the stocks cruised up to almost $80, $90 a share. Mm-hmm. Now they're sitting at $57 a share. I mean, that's a pretty substantial drop. You're talking $40 drop here, you know, in, in stock prices. Though the WWE has been able to maintain that stock price through the COVID-19, but there was a rumor and some stories uh, that came out about, I want to say about a month ago. And what those rumors and stories were talking about is WWE wasn't able to pay the bonuses. They weren't able to compensate some of the wrestlers for pay-per-views and stuff like that. And I think maybe, just maybe, some of the entertainers are feeling that they can go other places and make that money. 
<coughs> that very well could be true, but you know, uh, well, with the recent um, the recent layoffs that they just did uh, here just a few minutes, just a few days ago, where where we lost Samoa Joe and several other key pro key wrestlers. Yeah, you know, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Um, I forgot who else was on there. One of the machine. One of the machine. Uh, um, the tallest one of the machines. Otis is Otis is a tag team partner. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know we said we try to remember names. I don't remember. Yeah, names. I don't was, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. So they WWE. This is not the first cut they've made either. This right. is like about the second or third cut. Now I can understand like when you cut certain superstars that maybe aren't participating. Some former superstars. You know, like when they cut Kurt Angle. I understand you're not wrestling anymore. You're not really doing anything with the WWE. Uh-huh. But they're cutting a lot. So <coughs> I do feel, I feel right now that WWE is having some financial issues. They're having, even though, let, let's, like I was explaining to you before, WWE right now, let's talk about WWE as an entertainment company. So a majority of their money is going to come in from TV commercials and stuff off the television because yeah. that's where they get most of their their views. Now they just sold part of their WWE universe to Peacock, so they're no longer getting a revenue stream from that. It, that's a done deal. Whatever money they made from Peacock for that sale, it, it's done. So there's no more money revenues coming from that. Peacock is now getting all that revenue. So the only revenue that that WWE right now is getting is they are getting. Revenue off of TV commercials and stuff off of TV. Um, they got revenue recently from selling tickets to WrestleMania, but they're not doing any live tickets. Now, you and I were talking about this. Now, in the Thunderdome, they do have all these TVs. I don't know. I've never investigated how you get on one of these TVs. Michelle, maybe you guys out there could email me, uh, contact me through WWMTomSec and let me know. Maybe I'll have to do some research and find out, Lonnie. Maybe you and I can get yeah. on that TV. But... Let's just say they charge, you know, some money for those TVs. I don't know how many TVs are out there, but they're not getting any money from any live events. Um, the only other money they would be getting from would be merchandise. Yeah. And, you know, um, they might be getting some money from some of the movies they produced and stuff like that, some revenues from that. But their revenue stream has definitely been constricted because right now, if you think about it, all they're getting is the, rev- the majority, I would say probably 60 to 70% of WWE's revenue source right now is all from commercials on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of TV, I saw uh, Cactus Jack uh, Mick Foley on a TV show last night on A&E as a called Treasures, uh, WWE Treasures. Yeah, I, I, you were it, telling me about that. And you it, were was, saying, it was really interesting to see. He, he did a reenactment of uh, the Vince McMahon being in the, in, the, um, in the hospital and him bringing the chocolates and balloons to Vince McMahon. He, re, he redid that with uh, uh, Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie. She comes and she goes, okay, we're going to do a re- reenactment. So he had his mask on and uh, he had balloons and the chocolates. And he come in and goes, 
hello, Mr. McMahon, I brought you some chocolates. And I was like, oh, Mr. McMahon, like, he was looking at him like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss those days. Those, you know, we've talked about this. We talked about this in our prior shows. So those are the days I think where some there was some creative writing going on. And some creative stuff. I mean, and you had to, like, you almost had to watch it because it was amusing, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, WWE's, they are producing a couple more shows uh, that, that where they're going out looking for WWE treasures. There's another show. Legends. Um, WWE's Legends. Legends. Yeah. I, I, I've been honest with you, Lonnie. I'm not a big fan of, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I'll say this. I'm glad that there's some shows. I hope their shows do well. But I'm not outside of the wrestling and watching the wrestling. I'm not a real big follower of those shows. But I, I do find it quite amusing that, you know, that at least, like I said, in revenue sources, maybe those will be some outside sources for the WWE. After all, WWE, if people, I know, is a studio. They do yeah. produce movies. They do produce shows. <laughs> no, they don't. So, um, anyway, well... We'll have to see, like, down the line here, headed towards Backlash. I don't know if Backlash is going to have actual fans or not. Um, we'll have to go down the road and find out more, kind of keep track of the financial situation with WWE, see where we go. I don't foresee any more layoffs right now because their roster is so light. Yeah. Um, so, they're going to eventually... Their number one wrestlers are, aren't going... They're starting to get tired out too, you know. I mean, yeah, too much work, and they don't have to see. Last time I told you too, and I thought I mentioned Randy Orton in our last uh, break, and there was a rumor that uh, the match at WrestleMania didn't go the way he wanted, and with the Fiend, and Randy Orton ended up winning. And now I see Randy Orton was slated that he was going to leave for a while and take an undisclosed leave of absence from the WWE. But now I see they're kind of pushing him at this point. He had a match with Riddle mm. last night, which Riddle won. I would like to talk to you about that match just a little bit. Let's start off with that match because Sky Riddle, I'm, I'm not... Um, I used to be a surfer, Lonnie. Loved the surf. The whole bro dude, talking surfer. I mean, I don't really like Matt Riddle's character, per se. I don't. Um, but as a wrestler, he seems to be pretty good. They were kind of talking about this on Raw, too. Kind of comes out in the beginning, and we've seen this in a couple matches, not just with Randy Orton's, but we saw this with Sheamus. And he, um, when he won the championship, we saw this with Matt Riddle also. He is actually a really good wrestler. Yeah, he's, he looks like a cross between a pro wrestler and a Muay Thai kickboxer or a MMA fighter. I mean, uh, he, he's definitely got some MMA background. We can tell that. Well, yeah, he likes to use those. Uh, he's he's a submission wrestler. I see that he likes to use the chokeholds, so like that. Which, uh, but I thought it was really at the end of the match. So at the end of the match, Randy Orton is going to go for the RKO. Riddle countered it, pinned him one, two, three, yeah. got out of the ring, shocked the heck out of Randy. I think it shocked a lot of it people. Shocked everybody. It shocked and, me. I was like. What? So, <laughs> I, I think, what do you think? Um, Riddle's had some pretty good victories here. And so do you think a uh, shot at Sheamus again, back at Backlash, you think? Or there hasn't been any indication of a rematch with Sheamus. Now, Sheamus, as the U.S. champion, uh, did come out and say he's going to open an issue challenge. Yeah. Every week. So you, do you see maybe Matt Riddle 
this Monday answering Seamus for a U.S. I would, championship I would, match? I, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I'd say either him or Randy Orton or uh, even these hands, Braun, Braun Strowman. Strowman. He might even want to, want to challenge him for it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Matt Riddle. I, I do foresee if Sheamus hangs on to the title to Backlash, I could see a rematch at Backlash between him and Sheamus. Um, I think it, it could be promoted out very well. As far as Sheamus going every week and doing open challenges, open challenges are very difficult because you never know who's going to step out from right. the locker room. Um, you never know. Yesterday, he had, well, that night he had a Mexican guy come out, one of the luchadors. And he cleaned that luchador's clock. He beat him to death almost. Yeah, Sheamus is going to be really tough to beat. I mean, he's 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 a force to be reckoned with. You know, he's he's held championships before, and I think I I don't see him losing the U.S. championship before Backlash. Uh-uh. Um. So my my prediction on Sheamus and is going to be probably a rematch between him and Matt Riddle. For backlash, we'll have to see where that goes down the road. Yeah. Now I did notice this week no a- AJ or Amosis, but I don't know. They might be on SmackDown, huh? Yeah, they're on SmackDown. Yeah, they're on SmackDown. So we'll talk about SmackDown here in a little while. So another um, kind of interesting thing that I saw on Raw. We'll talk about Drew McIntyre here. So Drew McIntyre won the triple threat match, gets his shot at. Uh, Bobby Lashley at Backlash, and I do, I haven't posted my blog yet because I wanted to wait for some more matches to come out. I did set some odds. I have uh, Drew McIntyre a little bit as a favorite, Um, but so Mace and T-Bar came out again, uh, basically saying that Drew McIntyre was like a saber-toothed tiger. They were extinct, so they were going to make Drew McIntyre extinct. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if do you think MVP has hired them or do you think they're just doing this on their own? I think they're doing it on their own to make a make a name for themselves. Uh, as you can well, the other night uh, at the end of the match, well they they were beating on them and they were uh, just beating the crap out of them, and then Braun Strowman come out and defended uh, Drew McIntyre. Then they then they turn it into a. a tag team match in which Drew McIntyre and uh, Braun Strowman both ripped the mask off for both the character, uh, both of the uh, for both of those guys and uh, they and everyone from what the Instagram people were saying the people on Instagram were saying leave them, leave them, leave the mask off and make a tag team out of them because these guys will go far people were really standing behind that new behind these guys I think they make a really good, really good tag well, team. Well, they can They're big guys. Um, we we're talking about big guys in the WWE. These two guys are really big. I could see them as a dominant tag team. As a tag team, I could actually, if you were going to take someone against AJ and Amosis, uh-huh. I could see them doing it. Now, there was a rumor a while back ago that I did hear that they could possibly be moving to Raw. Just, But I don't know because, the like we said, the, the roster is so light right now. Um but I kind of think MVP does have something to do with this. I kind of think that MVP, I, I think Bobby Lashley, he's he's proven to me that he's afraid of Drew McIntyre. I don't know why Bobby Lashley is afraid of Drew McIntyre, but I think he is. 
And I, I think that MVP and Bobby Lashley are going to do everything and anything they can between now and Backlash to throw Drew McIntyre off his game for that match. And I, if Drew McIntyre constantly has to watch his back, has to be on the lookout for people attacking him and stuff like that, that's going to put a psych in your head when he gets a match at WrestleMania. All MVP did, MVP did was he yelled out Drew's name and it distracted Drew just for two seconds, allowed Bobby Lashley to get the hurt lock, Bobby Lashley retained the title at WrestleMania. So at Backlash, Drew's got to be prepared for this. He can't he can't let any distractions, he can't have this in the back of the head. It was kind of funny that you and I mentioned about Braun Strowman our last podcast too, Lonnie. Yeah, yeah. And um, so... It was it was hilarious to me that we had mentioned that, and here comes Braun Strowman. Now, I don't know if Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre are going to make any kind of alliance, but that's a pretty formidable team right there as well. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of the, of the, uh, the Brothers of uh, Destruction, uh, Kane and Undertaker, whenever they met, whenever they got together. They were, they were the most dominant tag team of... of WWE at one time, so you get those two monsters together, man, you never know what could happen. No, it does really look... So on the, on the lighter side of of Raw, so there's a couple of rumors that we had talked about, and I want to talk about them a little bit more. Uh, we just saw, we had talked about Ronda Rousey returning to WWE. I just saw a news clip today that I, I showed you earlier. She is pregnant with a child, so you know Ronda Rousey's not going to be around for at least a year. Yeah. So I don't. Ronda Rousey's not going to be making a return to the WWE anytime soon. Uh, Becky Lynch is another name out there that could possibly bring some fanfare to the ring, but I don't know because you know she just had a child too. I don't know where the, I haven't heard any rumors or anything about Becky Lynch. Uh, I heard it. I read somewhere where she could possibly be coming back soon, but you know, until the baby's at you know a decent age that they can travel, you know, and everything like that. Then, yeah, this is a problem with WWE too, and and, and not a problem. I mean, I don't mean it that way. I mean, this is a, a it's a family business, so you know, they have couples, they have married people, kid, mm-hmm. people have kids, and. You know, so you got to take time off the children. They want to spend time with their kids. Yeah. You know, more, more, you know, and I encourage that as well. WWE encourages that. But what I'm saying by what I mean by problem is, is that, you know, it, it, it's taken away even more from the roster right now. You know, unfortunately oh, yeah. with those people out, people like Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, I mean, that it kind of takes away the fans and uh, congratulations on them having their kids and everything. Like I said, don't. Take me wrong, I probably get a ton of compliments for saying this. But I mean, it's not that I don't want them to have babies or anything like that. So now I have to be on the defense. No, no, I understand what you're saying because if you got a child, I mean, you this is being you're professional. You're a professional wrestler. You're a professional at what you're doing. And to be more professional, you got to be at the sport that you're. There, you got to go to it, got to be there. And having a child keeps you from being there and doing what you need to do. But if the child's young enough 
They can travel. They can have a nanny. You know, WWE may even put a nanny uh, on there so they can bring their kids. Probably the next show, WWE like nannies. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome, man. If Vince, you guys do that, that is our idea. Vince We're, McMahon, it. put it down now. WWE Michael Tomsick, the outlaw, and Whispering Eagle says. Get nannies for the wrestlers. <laughs> and then have a show about and it. And then have a show about it. <laughs> it would probably be a hit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know, um, Whispering Eagle, do you? I mean, I, I'm kind of stumped at really what to talk about on on Raw because, to me, there just really wasn't a lot of matches. Um, I guess we need to talk about the... Uh, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair situation. Yeah. So, obviously, I thought this was building to a triple threat match at Backlash. Maybe, possibly, it still is. It could. However, um, Charlotte Flair comes back. I I don't know if they're like trying to play it, portray her as a heel, maybe. But she's not doing it very well. well I, I don't know if it's kind of a heel kind of a character that she's trying she to She was do. born to be a heel. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know this. Again, some of the personas just do not fit. Like, they try to write this persona into the characters, and it just doesn't fit. It's kind of like putting a a square peg in a round hole, you know? Yeah. To me, this is not fitting with Charlotte Flair. And so, at the end of the match, uh, Rhea Ripley got involved in the Asuka match. Obviously, uh, Asuka ends up pinning Flair. And should have been a disqualification. And, you know, I'll give Charlotte Flair that. She got duped. Charlotte Flair attacked the referee, though. And here is my issue with Spring Eagle. So I'm, I'm just going to go out on WWE, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Shane McMahon, whoever's running the show. Here's my big issue. You've had plenty, plenty of superstars, WWE superstars, that have attacked referees or done something to a referee and they were not suspended indefinitely and they were not fined $100,000. No, they were fined $50,000 and so they were what, never suspended. So, Whispering Eagle, just, I mean, maybe, I mean, what's your thoughts? Why do you think, why do you think they're coming after Charlotte Flair so hard on this? You know, that's a good question. I think maybe... She's wanting a little time, a little extra, little more time off, uh, you know, from her from being uh, not so well. You know, she was she did was reported to have COVID nineteen. It is possible that is a very high possibility. A lot of people that have had COVID nineteen and they you know have experienced after effects from the COVID nineteen. This very well could have been a setup to 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 have her have some extra time off to recover. Um, what do you think, you think maybe like 30, 60 days they'll be talking about her coming back? I'd say, yeah, I'd say that, or maybe even just not even, yeah, probably about 30 days, I'd say, because you can't keep a flare down, you know, and you can't keep them out of your wrestling organization because... No, she's actually one of the top draws yeah, for the company, so I, yeah. I, right now I don't know, um, I don't know, I guess... It would be going towards uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Now, my thing is, is um, I would like Rhea Ripley to face some other people. 
I would like her individually to face Nia Jax. I would like her individually to face Shane That Baszler. would be a good match. Both um, of those. Both. Of those I also would match. throw Natalia in there and Tamina in there as a mix uh, for the women's division. I think those would be some good matches. Now, if, if WWE is going to have Rhea Ripley as being the champion, we need to start setting up some storylines for Backlash here. I mean, is it just going to be a rematch with Oscar again? Maybe Charlotte Flair will return, and I, I'll get my wish and have a triple threat match there. Um, but the thing about it, you bring Rhea Ripley up from NXT. She gets the championship. She has a cu- one match on Monday Night Raw with Asuka. Now what? Who do you yeah. put Rhea Ripley up against next? I'd have to say Nia Jax. Yeah, I mean, you, so, or, to or Tamina, Nia, Tamina. Yeah, you have to be Nia Jax, yeah. Shayna Baszler, Tamina, or Natalia. Yeah. Has to be one of those four. But then you got to go back to talking about the tag team titles for the women. And so you got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler holding the titles still. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, recently, Natalia did pin uh, Shayna Baszler in the ring. And Tamina came at the end and did a kick to Nia Jax. So, I think... <laughs> she accidentally hit, hit uh, uh, Nat, too. Right. Natalia. She accidentally kicked her. When she kicked Nia Jax, uh, Nat was sitting there in, in her arms when she did it, and she caught her on the jaw, too. I was, I was like, oh, my God. Man, that was a foul up. <laughs> well, you know, things happen in wrestling matches. You know, and sometimes you just can't control what happens. Oh, so. yeah. But I do see, so my point is going towards the women tag team titles. We had discussed about tag teams we thought could step in. Now, there was also, I want to talk about Lana and Naomi as well because they now hold two victories over the championships. Yeah. Champions and non-championship matches. Um, so, the two tag teams that I could see going for the titles at Backlash are going to be Tamina and Natalia and Naomi and Lonnie. Or Lana, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, I'm thinking more of the rematch with Tamina and Natalia. Um, but, I think it would be kind of interesting... For, for Lana and Naomi to somehow end up with the titles. Yeah. But uh, like the other night, Lana uh, Baszler got her in her little arm, her little arm thing that she, she put, you know, bends her arm, puts it on the ground and stomps on it. Right. And she hurt her. She hurt her pretty bad. I mean, her arm was, she's still, you know, still holding her arm whenever the match ended, but uh, she, she did pin her. <laughs> So she she's she's definitely coming into herself. Lana is. She, well, I would just definitely say I could I I just I I would like to see those two win just because it would be kind of like a Cinderella story. Oh yeah, everybody loves a Cinderella story. I mean, who doesn't love a yeah. Cinderella? Well, story? Naomi was was world champ was world women's champion at one time. Yeah, I don't think Lana's ever hold nope. hold held a title that I'm aware of. She's never as long as far as I can remember, she never had. Her husband has, but she's never has. Right. Well, Whispering Eagle, we're about halfway through the show here, so let's uh, we'll plug Anchor again. So we want to thank Anchor for uh, hosting our podcast. You guys think about podcasting. Please use Anchor. It is on, uh, you can use it on your cell phone, laptop, computer. Also, it's kind of cool. You can download your podcast, and they automatically ship it out to, like, Shopify, 
Google, some other places. I don't remember all the places. Nine places. You can copy and paste your, your podcast. Uh, you guys can catch mine off of my webpage at www.mtomsick.com. Whispering Eagle and myself. Um, so we want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, we hope to, in the future here, bring some more guests and stuff like that on. And uh, But I just want to say thank you, Whispering Eagle, for being the co-host on our show. And just remember, you guys use Anchor for doing your podcast. And so, Whispering Eagle, let's continue on to, we'll use the, the next part of our show to talk a little bit about SmackDown. And we might actually have a little bit of a shorter show today because I said there's just, I mean, I don't, such a lack of things going on. In the WWE, it's really hard to have a long conversation about this. Yeah, the storylines are now virtually non-existent. As you, you know, because they're either a two-day storyline or, you know, like Randy Orton's was, what, three months. That's the longest I've ever seen it in a while, you know. Um, uh, this thing with um, Drew... Uh, McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. He... Uh, he don't even have storylines. All he's got is people that want to wrestle him so they can get up there into the title ring, you know. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I just don't know. I, there's something that WWE needs to pull them out of, pull their head out of their proverbial butt. Yeah, and, no, I agree with and you. Get, and get something going. Because if they don't, they're going to be closing within a year, I'd say, because I tell you what, they just—they're just not. There's too much competition yeah. coming up now, and you got to have good storylines. Yeah. Now, I—I I did. I was going to switch us to SmackDown, but there is one more thing I actually wanted to talk about with Spring Eagle, and we didn't mention this, and I for not—I'm going to mention it both. So I saw an article about the Fiend. Yeah. The, and the article I saw said the Fiend is dead. That's what the article said. Now, I don't remember who posted the article, but I know we had talked about this in our, our, our last podcast. So The Fiend, to me, I would have to agree with that article. The Fiend is dead. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know where WWE is going to go with The Fiend or what's going to happen with The Fiend, but there's another falter in the storyline. They took Alexa Bliss, they moved her, and now Alexa Bliss is doing the, the Firefly Funhouse, and she's got this friend named Lily that you mentioned last time. Yeah. She did this little story on Raw. So, the only thing I can imagine at this point would be send Alexa Bliss after the women's title for Raw. Yeah. But we haven't seen her come after Rhea Ripley or anything like that, or anybody. Uh, we haven't seen Alexa Bliss wrestle at all. Uh, she ain't wrestled so, since Randy was with Randy, unless with Randy Orton, and up until then. She hadn't been in the ring almost a year. Yeah. So this whole story with her being the fiend and going on her own and possibly... I, I mean, it's going to be interesting this Monday. I, I'm kind of wanting just to watch Monday Night Raw just to see if there's going to be anything brought up about there. Are any st- storylines growing in this? I mean, you and I are talking about storylines. I think you and I could probably write better storylines at this point than what's going on oh, in the yeah. WWE. Oh, I know I'm, I could. <laughs> But, um, so what's your thoughts on, I mean, do you think, is The Fiend done? And what's your thought on Alexa Bliss 
and and her change. Yeah, uh, as for the fiend being done, I'm really not sure what to think about that. Because if 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 they take him off of there, Alexa Bliss ain't got really nobody to, you know, to contend with, you know. But what I heard is they that they were going to possibly bring in somebody to work with the Fiend again. But you never know. I mean, shoot, they just got rid of the Fiend's uh, real brother, Bo, uh, well, Bo Dallas. Dallas. Was one of the ones but he hadn't, been in the, he hadn't been in the ring since 2019. So there's something wrong with him where he couldn't wrestle or something. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's... So I think this is... I'll tell you... I hate to say it, but if it's on the internet... It must be true. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I, I don't until I can verify a story yeah, and but, actually say it's true. But I mean, I understand it was a different blog that I read, and and I can understand their viewpoint because I agree. Yeah, I think the fiend's dead too. And, and but then what do you do with Bray Wyatt? Make him go back to the to the. Uh, Does he come back Wyatt as the family. Wyatt family? Now, I but, could see him coming back with the Wyatt family and maybe having... But what's sad is Brody's dead now. Brody died. And right. so... And Eric, there's been no... I haven't seen Eric Rowan. Eric is getting ready to come back as something else. He, he's changing his whole look and everything now from what I hear. So, yeah, the Wyatt family can't... It definitely won't be the same Wyatt family. But, uh-uh. but as if you're hearing the rumors that maybe possibly Wyatt could come back with other females in the Wyatt family... Maybe, you know that could that would be pretty good. Yeah, hey, I'd make him a, make him the ma- a manager of a female uh, tag team champions. You know, there you go. I mean, yeah, you, you could do something like that. I don't know. Like if it was me and I was writing the Fiend story right now, I, I think it ended too much. And I think um, as you and I talked about before, I didn't like the whole thing with pentagrams and Satanism and all that. And I think it's good that if they move away from that. I still think you could do a Fiend storyline, um, but maybe, I mean, maybe you could have two sides of the Fiend, like maybe a little bit of evil and a little bit of good and, and kind of, you know, you never know which side you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. You understand what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, kind of like what Alexa Bliss kind of acts like, you know, whenever she was with her friend. She was all nice, and then all of a sudden her eyes turned white, and she was evil, you know. You know, I actually used to role-play quite a bit as professional wrestlers. Now, I made up a character with one of uh, Kane's old personas, the fake Diesel, and I named him Morbid. And the Fiend, my, my role-plays I used to do with him would work perfect for the Fiend. Perfect. I mean, down to the T. <laughs> we better save those role plays. Oh, we they, <laughs> they done. They done read them all the way. They did. They did most of them. <laughs> but, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to write for WWE just one time. And I, and it, I want to be the general manager. For yeah, I want to make the matches. Yeah. Anyway, so Whispering Eagle, let's let's kind of move on down to uh, SmackDown that's coming this Friday. Um, we do our show in between, so we can kind of catch. Uh, Monday night and Friday, so we're talking about this last Friday, and then we'll think about what's going to come up on this Friday uh, for SmackDown. So here's my take. I'm going to start with Roman Reigns. So I've already put my opinion out there. I really don't like his whole persona and everything. 
but this last uh, SmackDown, Cesaro wanted to step up, and here's my problem. So Cesaro went to Adam Pierce, and I forgot the other. Uh, is it Sonya? I think is her name. Um, that used that's uh, his assistant or the general man assistant general manager. Oh um, yeah. So anyway. Cesaro went to him and her and said, hey, you know, I want to match Roman Reigns. No title has to be up for anything. Just give me the match. So what do they do? They allow Roman Reigns to, to throw Jey Uso. So here's two problems I have, Whispering. I actually have three problems. So here's the outlaw problems. Okay, and this is what outlaw would change. So one, with Roman Reigns. I can't even consider Roman Reigns the champion anymore. Because I'll tell you why. He cheats. All the time. And all he does is use Jey Uso. He doesn't win a match by himself. He didn't win the WrestleMania match by himself. Jey Uso interfered. Jey Uso... And Cesaro, great match. I mean, I don't have a problem with Jey Uso and, and Cesaro match. If that's the match they want to make. But Cesaro did not ask for Jey Uso. He asked right. for Roman Reigns. Yeah. And when he asked... The response from Sonya was, well, I'll check with... Why do they have to check with Roman Reigns? I realize that Roman Reigns is the champion, right? Universal Championship. I realize that Roman thinks he's the head of the table of the WWE. But what the heck is going... I mean, either Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon, or somebody needs to go to Adam Pearce and Sonya and say, you know what? Roman does not run this show. You do not need to check with Roman. Last time I recall... Adam Pierce has the power to make a match, right? Yeah. So why can't Adam Pierce tell Roman Reigns, yes, you're going to fight Cesaro? Yeah. Why did that match not happen? It's it's not, I mean, it, I'm sure they're probably going to try to lead something up to WrestleMania. As we talked about in previous times, I don't feel there's a lot of people on the roster of SmackDown that could set up for Roman Reigns right now. Maybe they're having the same COVID-19 issues yeah. there as well. But, here's the thing. Yeah, Cesaro's not the diamond that you, maybe you want going up against Roman Reigns. Maybe it's not all the draws. I have a funny feeling because Seth Rollins is in here too. Because Seth Rollins attacked yeah. uh, Cesaro during the Uso match. <clears throat> now, Seth Rollins has made it clear in the past that he wanted to work his way back towards the Universal Championship. Now, maybe there could be a contender match against uh, a rematch, another match. Cesaro and Seth Rollins as Seth Rollins losses to Cesaro at WrestleMania. So maybe there could be a contender match there and the winner gets to go up against Roman Reigns. Or maybe we're looking at a triple threat, another triple threat match with Cesaro, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Um, but, so here's my three problems. One, they need to stop. Fine, Roman Reigns, be the head of the table, be whatever you want, say you run it. But someone needs to step up and say, hey, you know what, enough Roman Reigns. If we tell you you're going to wrestle this person, that's who you're going to wrestle. I don't care if you're the champion. If you don't yeah. want to wrestle Cesaro, they should have stripped his belt. Exactly. You know what? So I, I'm going to leave you. If, if, I was, so, if, I was, if I, me and you was in a job, right, and we were there sitting on our butts, and the boss come up and said, okay, I want you out on the line. And I said, well, no, I, I'm going to send Tom out there. And then he could he could do it for me, and I'm gonna get paid for what he did. I don't think they should be if they're if they're if they're gonna show up, they need to show up and wrestle, 
or don't wrestle at all. Professional baseball players, if they don't show up to a baseball game, they don't get their pay for that day, you know. Well, and my problem is, too, is, uh, and, and this is why I go back to saying I don't like this persona, Roman Reigns. Back when he was battling Brock Lesnar, that was one of his biggest complaints. Brock Lesnar didn't show up to pay-per-views, took long times off. I mean, Brock Lesnar wasn't using anybody to cheat, though. Right. So how Brock Lesnar didn't you have call, to use nobody to how cheat. How can you call yourself the universal champion? How can you call yourself the head of the table if you can't even go out and wrestle your own match, your own terms, and defeat your your opponents. If you can't do that, you don't deserve to be the champion. I'm sorry. Yeah, but then we have to go back to the 70s where you had Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, where Ric Flair would be right at the end of the match getting ready to get beat by somebody, and the Four Horsemen come running out and either distract the, rep, the referee while the other two took care of the, the, his opponent. You can't really say yay to Ric Flair doing it and him, but that's what made Ric Flair a legend. Right. No, yeah. I understand what you're saying, Whispering Eagle. I yeah. really do. But just this is just my opinion yeah, in this yeah. day and age right now. And I, I just think, and, you know what, if Roman Reigns would use Jey Uso once in a while yeah. as interference or something like that, but it's gotten to the point where I can't definitively say that Roman Reigns deserves the title or deserves to wear the title because he can't step in the ring yeah, and defend it exactly, himself. Yeah. So either Roman Reigns step up and take the Cesaro challenge or, or drop your title. I mean, yeah. you can't step in the ring when someone comes up and challenges you. If I come to the WWE and I come in the SmackDown, I walk down to the aisle and say, you know what, Roman Reigns, let's step in the ring. Roman Reigns should step in the ring yeah. with me. Yeah, but, you know, back in the day, the, the titles, you know, the title, the WWE or any any of the wrestling titles, you had to defend them within 30 days or you lost your title. Yeah, so, I've, I've always thought there should be a time limit or a certain amount of times that they have to defend their titles. Yeah. Not, mostly at pay-per-views, as, as now is like the time you see title defenses. Yeah. Rarely do you see it on Monday Night Raw. Rarely do you see it on SmackDown. You know... <clears throat> My my whole thing with Roman Reigns right now, if you're going to pursue this persona being head of the table, you know that, fine. Fine, I can deal with that. You know, I, I, I do believe he plays the role tremendously well. The thing about it is, you know, and also I'd like to ask Roman Reigns a question. So this is my question to Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns used to come out, and he used to come out to fans cheering, screaming for him. You know... Clapping for him, hooray for him! Now he comes out and you, oh, you boo and thumbs down. Yeah. I mean, is that really what you wanted, Roman Reigns? I mean, I understand you wanted this character, you wanted to play heel. I, you know, I if I were to interview someone in the WWE, that would be like one of my top questions to Whispering Eagle. Is you know, me as a person, I mean, if I am going to role play a character and I come out and I have people cheering and screaming for me. I definitely do not want the other side, the booze and the, the thumbs right. down. But maybe they think that's what... I, I once was told, as a media and broadcaster, said any attention or anything you get, basically good or bad, is still attention. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, you get something bad said about you, it gets in news, you know, you get something good about you, it's in news. You're still in the news, so your, your name's there, you know? Yeah. But... 
that's kind of my whole rundown with Roman Reigns. I, I, what's your thoughts, Whispering Eagle? Um, I think they're. I, I think they're probably building up to. I feel it because eventually Jay's going to get tired of being his little heel. You know that he sends out to do his or his little minion that he sends out to get his butt kicked. You know, instead of instead of taking care of the business himself, and I think Jay's brother is going to be coming back here pretty soon. I have a feeling, and Roman Reigns ain't going to have that title one day because uh, uh, because his brother is going to come in and say, "You've been treating my brother, you know, like crap ever since he started working with you." Well, there so was now, that in the beginning, but then he got injured, so he's been out. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with you. I do see a back turn from one of the Usos, or maybe probably both the Usos, yeah. uh, to Roman Reigns coming at some point in time. Or even if Brock Lesnar comes back, it may be a turn on, uh, turn by, uh, oh, what's his name? Paulie. Da- Paulie. Yeah, uh, Paul Heyman. I, yeah. I could see Paul Heyman stabbing Roman Reigns in the back as well. I mean, never count out Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's going to do what. It's good for Paul Heyman, trust me. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, there was a, a comment too, so I'm, I'm just going to continue on this. So I saw an article today, Whispering Eagle, it was from CM Punk, said that WWE's programming was awful. So, you know, I, I know it's going back because we're like kind of finished this in the first half of the show, but I mean, this is just how far it's going. Other superstars are saying it's awful. Yeah. And you know, you know, I I have to agree with them, because I'm I'm a man. I've been a wrestling fan since I was five years old. I watched Andre the Giant when he was just probably twenty years old, you know. And uh, I remember sitting on my grandpa's lap, or my grandma, or right next to my grandma, and I see my grandpa over there. Oh, go get, get him, get him, you know, and stuff like that. And then now. It, it, I have trouble with it not holding my attention. I love watching wrestling. I wanted to watch wrestling the all night for this show. They could not hold my attention. Drag racing held my attention more than they did. <laughs> well, you know? I, I agree with you, and I do watch the shows to keep up with our show and keep up on what we're talking about. But so I kind of want to. We're we're getting short on time now. So there are a couple of other things I wanted to talk about on SmackDown. Uh, the Street Profits and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, I thought it was a really good match. Um, however, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, they're proving to be quite a tag team. They are a good tag team. I would like to see the titles go back to Street Profits. I think I said this before. I think this may be a match that is headed towards Backlash as yeah. well. Um, and my prediction would be that the Street Profits probably will end up with the titles again. But Dolph and uh, Rude, I mean, just at the end of that match, Dolph tags Rude. Uh, Montel didn't realize it. Dolph gets him with a zigzag, pins Montel. I mean, this, I mean, that's showing some experience in the tag team division. Yeah. Well, you know, Rude had one of the best tag teams in in the history of professional wrestling, James Storm, over in uh, Impact. And. They were they were some uh, they they were really good. They, those guys are really good, and they, they were they were not heels there. They were actually good guys over in uh, Impact. But uh, but yeah, you know, Rude Rude's always mainly 
wrestled uh, a tag te- in a tag team or with a faction, but he's also wrestled single too, and he's a real good single wrestler too. So, so they're they're pretty awesome. So tag- I think I think after everybody gets inoculated with the COVID vac, and like our city now is getting ready to open up all the restaurants and take down mask mandates, which I need to go get my shots here pretty soon. But uh, once we get all that stuff taken care of and we start opening up the venues again, I think they ought to make Rick Rude another chance at, at, you know, singles matches and stuff like that. But, but as a tag team partner, he's just he's just too he's awesome. I mean, the, both both these guys are awesome wrestlers. Yeah, they're probably the best tag team right now. Going both on SmackDown and Raw, I would say. So since we only have two minutes left, we're gonna end with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Now, me, Bianca, congratulations for your tolerant thing, but I think you should have been disqualified for using your hair. Um. Yeah, that is a lethal weapon at at times. Yeah, and I I don't know. Sasha looks frustrated now. Bailey's laid out a challenge, so um, I don't know. Maybe on SmackDown we'll see some stuff. We'll talk about some, this SmackDown and Monday Night Raw in our next show. That would be a very good match—a triple threat between Bailey and Sasha Banks and Belair. Belair, that would be a very good match. Well, we'll have to, you guys will have to tune in next Wednesday or Thursday. Um, we don't know which night as of yet. Right? We're going to plan on every Wednesday, but possibly it could be Thursday. So you guys tune in to us next work next week, and we'll talk about this Friday night, which I believe is the 23rd, correct? Uh, well, and then we'll talk about Monday, this coming Monday Night Raw. We'll talk about any future matches that are coming up for the Backlash. Um What's the date of the backlash that people know? Uh, May 16th is yeah. the date of backlash. And uh, Whispering Eagle and I, you guys become outlaws. Contact us at www.mtomsick.com. Y'all have a great one. Bye.